0: Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning. Welcome to the morning motivation. Today, it's the afternoon motivation. Sorry about that. I'll explain why in a second, but this is brought to you by Patriot Gold Group and the Public Square app. So I'm in Lubbock, Texas. Today, I'm speaking at a pro-life pregnancy center fundraiser here in Lubbock. So yesterday, excuse me, was a uh, bizarre travel day and I Didn't plan ahead well, and uh, didn't record this. But here we are right now, better late than never, talking about war this week. I have two thoughts I want to share with you today. There's two kinds of war, I suppose. Perhaps you could put it into more categories, but there's two, offensive and defensive. James 4, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want. So you quarrel and fight. That's an offensive war or battle or quarrel or argument. It all comes from sin. But that's the offensive posture. But then you have a a defensive posture. And the goal here is to restore peace. How can how can war restore peace? Well, it's it's not about revenge. It's not about vengeance. It's if we don't do something to stop this, then they will keep doing this to us. They'll keep killing us. They'll keep bombing us and more people will die. A couple of times in scripture, 1 Samuel 18, 17 and 1 Samuel 25, 28, uh, scriptures talk about the battles of the Lord. The battles of the Lord. God is a warrior. Why? Because he's a God of peace. Because he wants peace. The goal of war in these cases is to restore peace. Habakkuk 2, woe to him who builds a city with bloodshed and establishes a town by crime. So our, our goal is not to go out and plunder. The goal is to get people to stop killing us, or Israel in this case. We don't like war. Psalm 6830 says, God scattered the people who delight in war. I don't like it. We want peace, but you can't just say peace and then that's it. The, the peace has to be true and the scriptures say the peace has to be pure. Check out the scripture, James three seventeen. So this is right after a section about taming the tongue. Uh, it says, so also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire and the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. If you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. Here it is. But the wisdom from above is first pure. First it's pure. Then peaceable. Gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits. Impartial and sincere all oh, those are such good words peaceable gentle open to reason full of mercy good fruits impartial sincere and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace oh beautiful uh, but what is it first pure god's wisdom first pure then peaceable so here's the point i want to leave on any true peace has to be pure And this goes back to what we talked about the other day, the difference between truce and peace. A truce in a war is just, let's just stop killing each other for a while. But that's not real peace. Peace is a a reconciliation. Peace, Peace is not the absence of war. Peace is the presence of righteousness. Israel and Hamas had a truce of sorts. They didn't have peace. America and Japan has peace. See the difference? So there's two sides here, if you will. It could be two sides of a war. It could be two people. And if one or both don't see their sin, then they haven't brought it to God and haven't made it pure. So there can't be real peace. There could be a truce maybe, but not peace. You can't have a peace that ignores purity. Hebrews 12, 14. Follow peace with all men, and holiness follow peace with all men and holiness so you can't divorce peace from holiness you can't divorce peace from purity you can't divorce peace from righteousness psalm 18:10 says righteousness and peace have kissed each other it's not peace at all costs it's not peace as a result of putting your head in the sand it's not peace at the cost of getting beat up all the time. Oh, and I'm not going to defend myself in the name of peace. Peace is what results from righteousness and holiness. And in many cases, justice. The result of godliness is peace. People say peace, peace, but at what costs? What are you sacrificing to get this so-called peace? You're probably sacrificing the truth, probably sacrificing justice and purity and holiness and righteousness, and that's not peace. To have peace, you must have all those things. All those things come first, then peace. Mike dot com. Usually the night before, not today, sorry. Mike Slater dot locals dot com, but still commercial free and the transcript on the website, Mike Slater dot locals dot com. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived.